Welcome to the Georgia Songbirds, brought to you by Anchor FM. We are live today at the Bird's Nest with Miss Amanda Rourke. Am I saying your name right? It's Rourke. Rourke. Okay. I, yeah, I got a twang. Good. It's, it's going to come out weird however I say it. It's okay. I'm so, in the South. I get it. Are you from the South? I am, actually. Uh, but both my parents, uh, my mom's from Canada and my dad's from L.A. So How'd you make it to Georgia? How'd I make it to Georgia? Uh-huh. Um, well, um, yeah. Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, my mom came down here when she was uh, nine, I think, with her family okay. and kind of was raised here. And then my dad, um, his dad lived in Canada and they came to L.A. and then just moved over here and they met and here I am. That's a, a big, big difference. <laughs> we, um, I was talking to your dad, so you guys can't see it here. So, the, Amanda, you're actually the first guest that has actually brought somebody with them oh nice so normal so you said oh i got people i was like uh okay i gotta get some chairs or something <laughs> out here bring something up because <laughs> uh, I, I work like i was telling you i work uh help my sister do the heating and air stuff and then i set everything up and i used to have the big red chairs and yeah. i still bring them but the, the trailer that i need a new tire yeah and when i bring all that stuff up i got to put on the trailer because those chairs are heavy i can imagine they're pretty but they're, they, they look heavy i'm gonna bring them up more um when the cat leaves them alone yeah. <laughs> my, my wife has like all these cats that she wants to keep and dogs and they'll get on there. So I try not to bring them up here. Yeah. But then like the last time I brought them up, um, it rained and I'm oh. like, they're stuck here. So oh, I was no. like, okay, yeah. I can't, I can't move them until I know that they're, they're not going to get, yeah, ruined. get, yeah, well, they're already going to be ruined anyway, but yeah, not <laughs> ruined or my wife would kill me. Gives a character. Yes. So we're going back to like, we'll get sidetracked about all kinds of different things. Like I said, this the way I do this podcast is pretty simple, pretty easy. You know, we just talk about music. We'll talk about life. Uh, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Nice. I have no no set pattern. I have no strategy. I just shoot <laughs> from the hip and <laughs> see what you get. So tell everybody that don't know you a little bit about yourself. Um, I am a singer-songwriter local to the Woodstock area. Um, I grew up over here. We moved here when I was um, in third grade. And I didn't start actually playing music and guitar until I was about 14 um, when I got my first guitar and I would play it constantly in my room uh, but I grew up with music my parents my dad's a drummer and my mom was a singer and chorus and played piano so okay had that bring growing up <laughs> a lot of musical influences in yes. your life yes definitely. So, so besides your family who who would uh, teach you who when you start heard them who did you want to pick up a guitar and start playing um actually my first favorite love uh, in music was Queen Okay. Freddie Mercury got me into it. Um, and I grew up, I say my trifecta every time I'm playing out. I'm like, my trifecta of inspiration is David Bowie, Stevie Nicks, and uh, Freddie Mercury. That's a nice trifecta. Yes. Now, do you do Bohemian Rhapsody when you go out and play? Do you play covers? I and don't. Stuff? I don't. I'm not, um, I, I can sing and play guitar, but the guitar is kind of to back me up. Okay. Um, I've been learning recently, like, how to play properly, but. Um, I couldn't always, <laughs> I didn't have lessons when I was younger. I taught myself everything, so. The, uh, talk about Queen, my little girl, she's 10, loves Queen. But the first time she heard Queen, I'm going to ask you, when's the first time you heard it? Was it on the radio? Was it a movie? Was it? Um, my mom had a, had this uh, double CDs, the classics uh, from both. There's like a maroon and a, um, a blue CD case. I remember from when I was little. Okay. It was their greatest hits, and we would listen to it constantly whether we were in the car or at home. And eventually I stole them and took them into my room and listened to them. Have you ever seen the movie Wayne's World? 
I have. I've seen both, and they're incredible. <laughs> That's where my daughter got introduced really? to Queen from. That's a good scene. So she loves that movie. And we were doing, I thought about doing extra stuff on podcast, you know, because yeah. I've got so much stuff. And I was like, well, I'm going to bring the kids in because they like it. Um, we were going to do, like, songs, sit and break down songs, and just song and how they feel. Yeah. So my son, my, I got twins, Gibson, with his first song was going to be Nightmare on My Street by Fresh Prince. Oh, wow. And hers was going to be Bohemian Rhapsody oh my gosh. by Queen. <laughs> and we were going to break down and explain what the actual song means. Yeah. And we started doing that, I'm like, I didn't even know half of what it meant because the song is so... It's so intricate. It is. It's just got operatic parts, and it's about him being trapped in his mind, yes. and he was a jester, and I mean, he... It's I beautiful. Mean, I was like, wow, he's like really deep. And I just <laughs> headbang into the song. That's all I right. cared about on it. So you play out. You're yes. playing. How long have you been playing guitar? Um, I've been playing guitar since I was 14, um, but I actually started playing out... Um, well, the first time I started playing out, we were on vacation. Uh-huh. And um, I had been trying to do, like, gigs and getting out there. And my dad found a gig over, um, I can't remember exactly where it was. Oh, it was Apalachicola. Uh, they had a gig. Uh, it was an open mic going on, and they okay. had little tip buckets out in the front. And I got to get up and sing. I sang Landslide. Okay. So. So is that your, fa- is that your favorite cover to do? Or just um, the first one? It's the first one I ever learned on guitar. Okay. So uh, that one's probably my most well-requested song when I play out, either that one or I play uh, Four Non Blondes, What's, What's up? up? Yeah. I've learned to play that song. <laughs> when I first started, and a lot of times you'll hear this, you've probably heard it on some of the other uh, episodes, is I could never play a cover. Really? I had the hardest time learning how to play a cover <laughs> because I've been writing since I was like 11, 12 years old. Oh, wow. Started with poems, and then my grandfather taught me the basic chords on the guitar, and then he died before I really learned much of it. Yeah. So I always started with my songs. I could never get it. I couldn't keep time. It was I'm horrible with time. I still am very horrible. I, I can do it, fix it. I feel that. <laughs> I, I can fix it with drums if I hear it, but I can't do like a metronome. It throws me oh off. Oh, my gosh. I know. I get too into the song. Uh, it, the metronome bothers me. If I hear it, I'm like I can't I can't imagine the song all I hear is this ticking in my head yeah so with a drum beat I can hear it but when I write I don't use the drum beats you know so I write it and then I'll just the I'll just the timing but I'm sitting there and I'm trying to figure out how to write a, a cover song so what I would do is I would take the chord progressions from other songs yeah and write my own song with that chord progression oh, that's cool. so I'm not really technically stealing anything <laughs> because it doesn't sound like that song yeah but it helped me figure out how I wanted to write songs that's kind of cool so how did you start? We kind of mentioned a little bit, but um, how do you do it? It's really interesting. Um, I kind of just, I've been singing since I was a kid, and I'd write, like, little songs, like, you know, we're going to the store, so I'd write a song about going to the store, okay. singing it in the car. Um, but when I was in high school, for my senior year, I did a senior project, and um, I was in a band at the time called Close to Paradise with a few of my um, my buddies, and one of their dads worked um, in, the, like, the radio industry. Okay. And he was my senior project uh, facilitator. And he brought me down to um, Nashville, and I got to record my first, like, song in a studio. And I had to write some music for it. I wrote, like, the whole thing was on writing music and, you know, how to do that. So it was fun. But I learned the metronome because I I get intense with the songs, and I always pick up the rhythm. Mm -hmm. And I never play, like, the same exact rhythm throughout. Nope. So as soon as I heard that in the studio, I was like, what is this? Yes. <laughs> what am I doing? 
it throws you, it's weird because it throws you off. I it mean, does. when you're, I know a lot of guys like uh, I talk to, they do melodies and that's how they fix it and they mm-hmm. they follow it and they're right on time and they're doing the syllables and they're doing all the counting. Yeah, I've never been able to do it that way. I still can't do it that way. I mean, I would play um, anything I could and I'll, I'll listen to the beat and I'll try to match it. Yeah, and it's funny if somebody starts a beat, I can play the guitar. Yeah, to it. right. But like if you try to do it yourself, it's like. <laughs> me and my my bandmate Jordan, we we play around on Saturdays night. Sometimes we come over every Saturday. We hang out, but he's sitting there. He starts doing a little drum beat, a little, yeah, little mix on it. And then it's before I know it, we're singing. Um, what is it? Turn down for what? Or baby got back? <laughs> but we're doing it in a, such a weird, funny way awesome. that it's it fits. So that's how we do it. Now, Sounds like fun. I might have to hang out with y'all. Absolutely. Bring your guitar. Come on <laughs> down. My wife be more than happy to have people here. More people than Mary. We'll play Sounds all good. over. So we talked about some of your uh, starts. Yes. But uh, your inspiration, you said, was it Stevie Nicks? Was that who inspired you to, to pick up the guitar? Actually, uh, John Mayer did. John Mayer. Yeah. You're not, you're not the only person I've heard that. And really? Yes. <laughs> and, John, and I guess when I think of John Mayer, I think of the gravity and yeah, the other Yeah, like his basic, stuff. yeah. But that's not what you got. That's not what influenced you, right? Well, um, my parents went to his Where the Light Is concert. Uh Um, I think it was back in, like, it was the early 2000s. And they brought home the CD. And that's all I listened to for, like, a whole year. And it was just insane the way that he writes songs. It's like like almost on a level of genius and creativity that I was like, this is insane. I want to do this. Like, Uh so um, I got a guitar and I started writing, like I said, my senior year. And... I mean, just seeing how far he's come with his music, so many different styles. I mean, he's still, like, an inspiration for me now. But he was the one that showed me what I'm doing now. Well, nice. Now, you have – I heard you. We did the uh, songwriter showcase. Yes. uh, The Dixie Tavern showcase. Yeah, that was fun. That's the first time I ever heard you. Oh, really? Um, So (laughs) you were really good. Thank you. I enjoyed listening to your your music. And me and Greg were talking to how you've grown over the year. Yeah. (laughs) So we we got to talk about – thinking about that you have started um your own your own stuff you're doing an ep like we were talking about it's coming yeah. out you think in november i'm hoping november the end of november is when i want to release it okay what's it do you have a name for the for it yet i don't have a name i see that's the thing my dad always makes fun of me because i write all these songs and the name always comes last for everything sure. so it's going to be a surprise for everyone <laughs> there's your title for the album surprise yeah. for surprise everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll see me every now and then i'll check the this because yeah. I'm totally freaked out now about it stopping on me. Oh, really? Greg, it freaked that? me out. It's, it's never happened to me, but Greg told me his stopped in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, okay, now I have to check it. You're like, please keep going. Oh, <laughs> because I'm not, like I said, I'm not technologically sound at all. So it That's took me, uh, like Pam Hobbies is probably the first episode that you heard yeah. that I figured out how to use the damn stereo button. Really? Yes, because it was always in one channel, one left ear and right ear. I yeah. could never figure it out because when I first started this, I would only use like the one audio strip and then I would split it because that's what it was. That's and then, oh, keep that in mind. <laughs> so I figured, then now I found out if you add another one and you layer it and then each one can have its own input because I run it through my PA system into the interface. Yeah. That's how we set it up. Well, I'm learning all kinds of things today. <sighs> I still learn. Oh I don't, God. it's okay, I'm still learning everything. Uh, I've, I've got my son has to teach me a lot of stuff, because he's, uh, he's 22 years old, he graduated college for computer science, Yeah. you know, and I, I can't figure this stuff out, I'm having a hard time, but I finally figured out how to do that, you know, how to do stereos, Yeah. and then when I first did it, I couldn't figure out how to get each one to record, 
<laughs> so there, I had to Google it, which is great now. Anything Google's you can amazing. Google. Yeah, my, when I was younger, you had to go to the library and look into the little like index cards yeah. and you know find like the Dewey Decimal System, and that's where everything was. <laughs> this, though, I looked it up, and I finally figured it out, and now I got it recorded. And then I still have some issues with it. Like with, I did the Tatums. I don't know if you listen to the Tatums. Yes, episode. Awesome. I love the guys. They're 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 great people. But the sound when I sent it through, it was great on the GarageBand, which is what I used to record. Yeah. But when it came into the iTunes, it dropped it. I'm like, why is it so <laughs> low? And then like Hunter Blaylock's is coming out Friday. Yeah. This is the next one that comes out, and his sounds fine. So really? I have such as you see, we're out here in the woods. I have horrible internet settings. <laughs> So it takes me forever to upload it into my uh, Google Drive, and yeah, then I just turn off the turn off the Wi-Fi on my phone. Mm -hmm. So that goes a little bit quicker. But once I get it in, if it sounds bad, I got to start all over. <laughs> that <laughs> is why I don't great. do it live, <laughs> because it wouldn't work out here if I did it yeah, live. Yeah, no, especially if it cut off in the middle. Yep, I feel that. So let's hear one of your songs. What you want to do for us? Um, I can sing you the most well-known one right now. It's called Sunflowers. Okay. And um, uh, what's the story behind your story behind Sunflowers? I actually, uh, my little sister plays ukulele. Okay. And um, I kind of don't really actually know how to play it, but I picked it up and just started, like, making chords. Mm -hmm. And um, I wrote the chords for this and then kind of wrote a little song out of it. It's about, like, love and falling in love. All that stuff that girls write about. Yes, my, <laughs> I've got, like I said, I've got two boys. One's old and one's ten, and then the twins. One of them is a girl. Yeah. And I'm learning a whole lot, so I can understand your pain as far as girls. You have, you have a sister, you have a brother, or anything. I have two sisters, and they're both younger. He's, he's oh, got three girls. Oh, bless your heart. So yeah. Bless your heart. We're running, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> running him in circles. <laughs> you could talk on this one. I don't care. It, it, it'll pick you up. It doesn't matter. No, oh. even the even the pets. <laughs> Pets are girls. Yeah, all girls. Poor guy. Bless your heart. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, the cat was a boy, so he had a buddy. See, my house is this is more. I've got more testosterone there, but my wife, uh, army. She's been in the military for twenty three oh, wow. years. She was a drill sergeant when I met her. She's now staff sergeant. So, so she can handle it. Oh, <laughs> she can handle me. She's done it plenty of times. It's funny. I tell, again, I tell the story about, you know, she'll, she'll do her uh, annual training or she'll come back from being mobilized and she's in her drill sergeant mode. I'm like, woman, no, you gotta stop. <laughs> You're like, listen. <laughs> but uh, we'll go back to your music. You said Sunflowers, the name of it? Yes. Okay. Called Sunflowers. So I'm gonna get some uh, edit, edit. I'm gonna edit this out a little bit, but when we get it, I'm gonna get your levels first. Okay. And then that way you sound good. Thank you. Go ahead and play. Let's see what you got. Keep this moment going, I don't want it to end 
And if I can, if I can have you, baby, baby, what am I, what am I gonna do? So when you learned, uh, who taught you how to play guitar? I taught myself. Taught yourself? Yeah, um, I went on, well actually I can't say that. I went on YouTube and I found this guy called Marty Schwartz on YouTube. should look him is, up. Is that a bald guy with like glasses? I think so. Goatee? Yeah, I think so. I, t <laughs> I know that guy, well not personally, but I use his for, I'm trying to figure out leads. Yeah, he's so good. He is. He was like the best one I could find that was like super clear with the chords and it was pretty easy to learn how to. Play because I started with covers, covers. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Again, I told you, I don't <laughs> like my first cover that I learned to do was Mother by Danzig. Really? That was the first cover I learned how to do. It's a good song. And it is, but I had to slow it down because I oh, can't yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I've got that loud, growly voice, but I just can't play that heavy yeah. metal stuff. I just I can't play it. You know, I've always played on acoustic guitars and I've been picking up electric and trying to figure that stuff out too. But that was the first cover that I learned to do was Mother. Nice. So now I do it all times, and I've got a new singer now. He does all kinds of covers. He wants oh, really? to do covers all the time. He's like, asked me the other day, uh, we're going to Sunset Grill. Have you ever played there? I haven't. You need to go. If you do open mics and stuff like that, that's a nice little place. It's outside. Oh, cool. It's on the lake. We've Food, been trying to find beer. more places like that. Yeah. Are y'all from around here? Um. Yeah. I'm actually. We're from uh, just past downtown Woodstock. It's like okay. right over in that area. Yeah, this is in Woodstock. It's down Bells Ferry and uh, Victoria Landing is where it's at. It's oh, right yeah. on the 
I pass by there to go to Connect Live all the time. Yep. I haven't been there yet. I haven't been to Connect Live. You should go. It's really nice. There's a guy named Luke. He runs it, right? Uh, I think Robert Robert runs it. Robert runs it. Because they've got a – Luke had sent something to us um, from there. They're doing like a video package where oh i think luke is the sound sound guy and like like the main yeah okay the key, like, yeah, i know robert i've played stuff with robert before okay yeah he hosts the open mic so Does i he? think yeah we're gonna go there eventually I'm gonna, i've got to drag it's my nice. band out it's there. a lot of fun is it yeah now, i heard they got like a whole stage or something oh yeah it's nice do you have anybody that plays with you by or you just play by yourself right now um i play i actually have a band that i um just got together recently so that i can record with them okay uh one of them my guitar player's name is chris terry I don't know if you know him. I know that name for some reason. I don't know why, but I do know that name. He's around my age. He plays over in Atlanta more so. Like okay. uh, He played at the Family Dog a lot. Um, and then my friend Aaron is playing uh, maybe bass and drums. I okay. think mostly drums. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my man's playing on the keys. Clark, he's really good. Okay. And then I got a bass player. His name's Paris. There you go. Do you have a name for a band or just Amanda? Um, Amanda Work. I'm going to get that name right. You know, <laughs> I can't say. I'm just calling you R. You know, it's funny because growing up, like, all I heard was Roark everywhere. <laughs> That's all I heard. I was going to say that, but I was like, I'm going to go, <laughs> go Work first. It's okay. I'm not offended. Um, I hear it a lot. It just, I think of it like Mickey Rourke. Okay. But, like, not spelled that way. And not you don't act that way, right? No. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> definitely not. That man has gone crazy. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I used to like him when he was younger. Like one of the first movies I saw with him in it was like a uh, Harley Davis and the Marlboro Man. Yeah, it was a good movie. I thought he was a good actor. Now I just like I don't know what's going on with the him. The last really. one I saw him in was is it Iron Man Three. Uh, I think it's the third one. I think you're right. The second or third. Yeah, it's one got his bird. Where's bird? His bird. I remember. That's the second one. Oh, it's the second, second one. one. Okay, yeah. Yes, I should know that because I've got Marvel family down here that loves to watch it any chance. I'm supposed to know. I'm supposed to know, but. What? You know, the when we get into movies. Um, I love movies. Everybody mm-hmm. loves movies. Now, we talk about, like, songwriters. I talk to songwriters. We're going to get into movies. We're going to put this all together. Yeah. Um, they're <laughs> They want to talk about, like, everybody's trying to get, like, their own music, and they play, and they're worried about getting bars and gigs. But if you can write from songs for the music and for the movie industry, yeah, that's a good a good avenue too. I was talking to my dad about that too, because um, I mean, like, I have movie scoring, like soundtracks for movies. Mm-hmm. I, I'll listen to those on Spotify all the time. Oh yeah. Like, um, I've been listening to Baby Driver's soundtrack recently. Okay, I haven't seen that movie all the you way yet. You need to. It's good. It's really good. My son told me it was a good movie. Yes, very good. It's where he drives and he puts his iPod on. He yes. drives around. Okay. Yes, and he can actually sing too. I never knew that. Really? He's really good, the main kid, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I listen to a lot of soundtracks for movies, so I've always wanted to have my music, like, either in a movie or a TV show or something, so that's kind of, like, part of my goal. (laughs) That's where you're making more money, because you don't make as much money off the streaming and stuff now that they have. I mean, it's just right now, it's not a lot of money. I know, it's so saturated, too, it's... (sighs) It's a little scary to look at big picture wise. Yeah, but like I said, you got at least you're realistic. You look at stuff like movie scores. That's yes. that's something because you get paid every time it's out. You get some kind of cut off of it. And uh, what's your favorite soundtrack though? My favorite soundtrack. Um, this probably won't go well with the singer songwriter type. That doesn't um, matter. <laughs> but Interstellar. Really? Yeah. Okay. I very much I love listening to that soundtrack. Um, <laughs> mainly when I'm trying to like just either chill out or go to sleep. Okay. Because. Except for there's this one song um, where they're trapped on the, um, or they're not trapped, but they go to the the planet where time is different. Uh That one gives me anxiety. But (laughs) 
every other song I like. <laughs> the um, I think like the first soundtrack that I actually picked up. I'm trying to remember. It was uh, Eddie and the Cruisers. Have you oh, seen that really? movie? I haven't. I love that movie, and the guy that plays the the, the band it's um, John John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band is the yeah. name of his band. That wanted me to have a, a band when I was growing up. That's really? what I wanted to style it after. And my band, Yes Ma'am for Middle Aged Men, is set after that. I've got a saxophone like player. <laughs> I started late, you know. They didn't have this stuff twenty years ago when yeah. I was writing music and trying to break into Nashville. They didn't have the the streaming services and easier yes. access to it. So you had to know people. And I just have recently met somebody a couple of years ago from Nashville that helped me get in. Oh, I've awesome. got a song on hold right now, so I'm like, yes, that's what I want. One in, give me a that's door, so cool. knock it down, I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the first soundtrack that I listened to that I can remember, and that made me want to do the the saxophone and the rock and roll. And that's so cool. But everything that comes out of me is going to be country. It's just I can't help it. if I do rap, it's going to be country rap. Yeah. Know? So, I, guess <laughs> I mean, that's a thing now. Yeah, it's called crap. <laughs> That stuff on the radio now, I mean, it must be somebody's doing something because it's, yeah, it's, it's making selling. a lot of money. Bless their heart. They want to make money off of it and they can. More power to them. I like 90s and early early 2000s country. Most That's of my them my safe spot. Yeah. The guy that I actually I write with is from, he had a band in 2000, Trick Pony. I know, I know that. Keith Burns. Yeah. Yes. Oh, cool. His, his uh, mom actually lives like five minutes from here. Oh, that's so cool. I met him in Atlanta doing an open mic. Uh, we did it at the Red Light Cafe. I've heard of that. They have a, uh, it's called the Atlanta Songwriters Meetup is what it's called. And the way that one works is you go, you play one song, mm-hmm. and then it's like critiqued. You know, everybody tells you what they think. A lot of times it's not oh, no. bad. <laughs> it sounds okay, horrible. It sounds say. horrible, but a lot of times they are... They're very nice about it, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's their opinion. And you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt because they are there doing the same thing you are. They're trying mm-hmm. to get their music heard. They just want you to be It's good to have heard. different opinions, too. Yeah. And some people are going to like it and some don't. Like, I play my song for my wife, and she can love it or she can hate it. Mm-hmm. And she'll tell me either way. But I play it so much for that she can't hear it or yeah, it's going anymore. Yeah, the way you want, yeah. Yeah, so she has to wait till it's done. Or Alan sings it, who's my singer now. So he yeah. sings it. Oh, geez, that's a great song. When did you write that? I wrote that 15 years ago. You heard it 15 years ago. And now it's different like, now. Yes. He said, well, it's good now. <laughs> you keep it on the back burner. Sometimes it's not ready. It's not. And then there's some um, that you go back and you fix. Yeah. Now, you're still young. You're what? 20? 22. 22. Mm-hmm. So you're still young. You got yes, a, I'm a, a baby. <laughs> you're a songwriter baby, and you'll learn as you go. And, but to be where you're at at 22 years old, when I was 22 years old, I wasn't there because I had went from writing when I was young, then my, and my grandfather taught me, and then he died, so I stopped playing for a while. Yeah. And then I started, I picked up another, I picked up guitar again around 19, and I went to Nashville, and I met, um, what is that guy? I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. Like, I have a horrible problem. My brain goes one way, my mouth yeah, goes another. Yeah, I'm horrible with names, too, so. But uh, he was, <laughs> he worked with Garth Brooks. Oh, and cool. uh, he gave me some good advice. He said, uh, I wasn't, obviously I wasn't ready. I was 19 years old and I couldn't afford to move up there because I just got married and I had a kid. Yeah. So I was going down life's path. But he, he told me to pick up a songwriting book and uh, learn, learn how to do it. You know, and then he said, when you're ready, Alan Reynolds. I knew it would come to me. His oh, name was cool. Alan Reynolds. Uh, he said, get a songwriting book, come out when you're ready. You know, if you have questions, come talk to me. So it's hard to get in, but people will help you everywhere oh, you go. So many people will help you. Oh my gosh! Yep. I wouldn't be where I am even right now without 
friends in the songwriting community and people that I meet at open mics. It's insane. Yep. Everyone's so nice. <laughs> and, and even around here, I mean, there's David Sodeth with the Cherokee Music yes, Center. Yes, love him. He's actually helped me get this podcast started. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. When I, the first idea came to me, again, like I said, you hear this story I tell it all the time, but <laughs> um, I was going to call it the music scene, but it's going to be spelled S-E-E-N, you know, it had to be seen. Yeah. So that's, that's what I was going to cool. call it. And he goes, I'll help you with it, but you got to change the name. It's like, okay, let's go to Georgia Bluebird. And I was like, no, Nashville's going to call me in not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, we'll go to the Georgia Songbirds. And then that's, that's how it started. So that's, that's, that's my story. Mm-hmm. But we'll hear about from Miss Amanda. In about five, ten years, where do you want to be, Amanda? Do you want to be an artist? Do you want to be a songwriter? Um, people ask me that a lot. Um, I have this really weird... Um, when I was when I first started this, I didn't really know what I wanted. I just knew that I was writing songs. And I write my songs in between like 20, 20 minutes to like 40 minutes, I'll have a song out and then I just kind of tweak it for a week and then I play it. Um, and I didn't know what I was doing or why I was doing it yet. Um, now, all of a sudden, it's all come to me. I think I'm supposed to help people. I think there's a reason why I'm writing all of this and it's okay. coming to me the way that it is. Um, so in five to 10 years, I want to be on a level where I can help people and be a voice for people who don't have one. Okay. Um, my original <laughs> five-year plan, I looked at my mom and I was like, I want to play at Phillips Arena. And she was like, okay, <laughs> all right, um, <laughs> we can try. <laughs> but now I just I just want to help people. I don't really care what happens for me. Okay. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good attitude to have because a lot of people, especially your age, they'll get started. And then they'll have, they'll get on stage and they hear somebody before them that's really great. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I'll never be that good. I used to think like that. You don't need to because you're not, you're not trying to be as good as that person. You're yeah, trying no. to be as good as you can be. And it's different with songwriters too because everything is so different and intricate and like everyone thinks differently mm-hmm. and the way that they write is for a specific reason for them. So it's hard with competitions. Like I, um, I've been doing the Undiscovered Artist competitions for like three i think it's three years now okay. i've done it like three or four times yep and i just recently um actually won it and i was so excited um but when i first started doing it you know i was that kid i was like man i'm never gonna make it because these people are amazing mm-hmm. it's like you can't think of it that way no because i've done the artist showcase that you have to a couple times too and we've we've got to the finals but never won Mm-hmm. So. And it doesn't mean you're bad. Oh, no. It never means you're bad because everyone's different. Yeah. You know, it just depends on who's sitting in the audience at that time, who the yeah. judges are, right. what they're looking for. Yeah, and with music business, um, I wrote with a guy in Nashville named Steve Dean, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you know who he is. I don't. But, you know, have you heard of Rodney Atkins? Yes. You know that song he sings about with his little boy? Yes, uh, yes, Steve I do. wrote that song. Oh, cool. And uh, he told me, he said, the way it works in Nashville is – it could be years. He wrote a song. He wanted George Jones to cut it. Now, he wrote it specifically for George Jones. Yeah. He didn't cut it. Ten years song. later, he got a call from <laughs> George Jones, and he cut it. So, you know, you write songs to, to write. Yeah. Know? And if you have a certain artist, you can put it in mind, but it's not going to necessarily get to that artist. But you can keep writing, and you write to write because you love to write. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I, I've been writing. I can't. If I don't, I have all these ideas in my head. Oh, my and gosh. That, like, blows up. <laughs> you don't want to be running around in my head when I have a lot of ideas no. stuck in there. It's like a stress reliever. So it is. And that's why I think that a lot of songwriters, the problem that they have is it's it's sad songs. Yeah. You know, because that's, you, that's the only time emotions you want to get out of sad. I was like that. Oh, in high school when I was doing the senior project. Uh-huh. 
all three songs I wrote, one of them was Fade to Blue, and it was so sad. Mm. And my mom was like, you just sing something upbeat and happy. Yep. And then I started writing more, like, bluesy, like, the, like, faster tempos, and I guess they're kind of upbeat now. Yeah, the, like the 120 beats per minute yeah. so they can dance to and they're shuffle to. They're more so, to. like, inspirational for me now, not necessarily, like, yeah. I'm sad and I wrote a song. <laughs> Here Try it is. to inspire myself and others. If you can, like I said, me, I'm horrible with time and part of it, but if you can change, like, the signature and do, like, a, a shuffle or, a, like, yeah. a three, four time, that works great because that's not something that you hear much anymore. No, it catches people's ears. But it does. People love that stuff. Like I said, I, again, it's I can't hear it. If I'm writing it, it's like we do um, practice in the garage and we'll do go through our stuff and we're, man, and in between, I'm sitting there playing on the rhythm and mm-hmm. doing the bass or the drums and we'll come up with some weird, weird music and then we're just like, hey, that's actually pretty good. Let's put words to it. Yeah. But it's like a three, four time and every time we get to do, like we go to gigs and play and it's a three, four time song, He's got to start it. I cannot start yeah, on a three-four. Can't hear it. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't I either. Can't. As a songwriter, I have the hardest time. But hearing I love it. it. Like I want to write like that. I want like funky beats and mm-hmm. like just like that jazzy feel to it. And I feel like having a band's gonna help. Yes. Because they know what they're doing. And people say metronome. I say again earlier. I told you I couldn't. But there are uh, like bass loops and uh, websites you can use for like drum loops to help yeah. you if you want to put some kind of weird drum. Oh, that's cool. Beat. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, I have a. Um, what is it called? It's called Band in a Box. It's Band a, in a Box. Band in a Box. It's a program that's supposed to be like Pro Tools, but it was for the cheap people because I couldn't afford Me. Pro Tools. <laughs> and it won't it won't work for like what you're trying to do if you're trying to make a, a song or a CD, but it will help you like if you want like a hundred different types of beat sounds and drum yeah. sounds to write a song off of it. Oh, that's you cool. You can put it in there and set your time, and then you know, and then just play it, write it out. I like that. I might have to. I might have to steal that idea from you. Be my guest. That's what songwriters do. They 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 may not admit it, but every one of them steals from somebody because it's, oh yeah, you have to. You how do you say, you know, something without say, that somebody hasn't said already? Everything's been said. You just gotta find a new way to say it. That's funny that you said that because um, the the song that I wrote called um, "Full of Words" mm-hmm. it's the first time I wrote something like upbeat and jazzy like that. Okay. Um, and I wouldn't have found that like tone and the the rhythm without um i was writing with tyler jarvis okay. i don't know if you know who mm-hmm. he is um he's really good you should listen to his music uh but we got together and it was the first time i'd really like co-written with someone okay. and uh we sat down and i played it for him and he was like you should use this chord you should use this this yeah. pattern you should do this and together we like melded it into this really cool tune and that's i like co-writing with people because i I'm really stubborn, and I can only hear, like, one thing. <laughs> and I'll keep playing it over and over again. I'm like, man, this sounds so good. And then I play it for someone else, and they're like, that's really cool. But if you added this chord, it would be even better. Right. And then a part of you like, no, it won't. Right. I know. <laughs> I get stubborn. But then I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't know everything. So <laughs> maybe I should take their advice. And it, it works. It's and benefited me. That's good. You, you co-write, because I was going to ask you that. Have you Do you co-write with people? Um, I do. I've got a few different artists now that I'm actually going to meet up with um, after these next couple weeks. Uh-huh. Um, one of them is, is Jennifer Lee or Jennifer Leah. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Jennifer I, Leah. Uh, I know you, I kept, I'm bad about pronouncing names. No, but me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's amazing. I met her um, at Connect Live one night. I saw her playing guitar, and then I saw her at Donnelly's because um, I go up there and get my t- guitar fixed all the time. Um, but is we ran Donnelly's into each in other. Canton? Is that the one down off of uh, yeah, it's 140? Off, yeah, it's off. Okay. I think it's in Hickory Flat. Gotcha. I don't know. It's in the middle between Woodstock and Canton. Okay. 
But, um, yeah, he's awesome. He's the only one I let touch my guitars. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I met Jennifer through all that, and we're going to start um, co-writing here soon. I'm really excited. I don't know. It helps me. And I, I feel like when you sit down and you just write with people, mm -hmm. it, like, opens your mind up to different different yeah. strategies, I would say. I've become a better guitar player just having other people show me different things, too. It does, and I would agree with you. And I try to co-write with people, too, when I can. Mm -hmm. And even with this podcast, what I want to do is I want to get uh, guest up, sit down, we'll record, we'll write a song together and record, like, the, the back story of it. Yeah. And then have it finished and play it. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's a good idea. That's what I want to do. I mean, because I'm, I'm more happy to write with you. If you want to write, I, I love writing. Go yeah. Write because Anytime. I, I'm a 42-year-old man. I have the vision of a 42-year-old man. So, and I'm like, alcohol and drinking, and that's the stuff I know about. you know. So if somebody wants me to write a love song and be emotional, I have emotion of like a teacup. That's about as far as I go. You know, my wife told me, I, what did she say? She, I, she says, I am basically socially retarded. She said, I have no... No! I have, <laughs> I have no emotion besides just what's in front of me, she said. And that's that's probably true. I mean, but it works for you as your song. That's who you yeah. are when you write. Yeah, I mean, and, and I've written, wrote, not even a word, I've written um, <laughs> different songs. Like how many songs have you have you wrote? Have um, you I have a of? whole book. Um, I've been writing since my senior year of high school, okay. and I've got a lot of stuff that I would never play out because it's, in my opinion, not the best, but I think probably over, like, 20. Okay. I have, like, a, a little book at yeah. home. And that's what you should try to do. You should sit down and try to write something every day if you can. I've tried. It's hard. I've done, like, one a week so far. Okay. I, like, write on one every day for a week, and then by the end of the week, it's usually completed. That's what I would try to do when I was doing the, uh, I'd go to the songwriter meetup in Atlanta. Yeah. I would try to have a new song each week. I'd go and try to play it. It didn't work all the time. But to write it, I'd come out and be, like, weird, sad stuff, like a songwriter <laughs> stuff. And my, my wife goes, what is wrong with you? Are you not a happy person? And I'm like, no, it's not nothing to do with that. It's just when I write, I'll play the guitar, and I'll hear a melody yeah and the guitar speaks to me so whatever it says is what i write down exactly i feel that a lot of people do because a lot of people other people will sit there and play a melody and they write down completely mm -hmm. i very seldom do i get an idea from something else besides playing the, the guitar yeah i have to like sit i'm i mean like i like i said i taught myself so i don't really know the full power of the guitar mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't know every chord so i'll just sit and play things until they sound right and put them together and then I'll be like, hey, Dad, I wrote a new song. And he's like, oh, cool. What What are the words? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, it's just chords right now, but the words are going to come eventually. Right. It's like chords, words, title. Right. I think the only time I've ever, I may have done it twice. The first time is when I couldn't play guitar. And that's where co-writing helped. Because if yeah. you're average or on guitar and you have great lyrics or you can play guitar really well and average on lyrics, you need somebody to kind of to balance you, that yeah. out. But the first song I ever wrote that I got recorded was in Nashville. Um, I wrote the, I wrote it out. I was working um, third shift at a uh, diaper making plant. I made puppy pads. Oh. <laughs> I was 19 years old. I was making puppy pads. So I'm working third shift. You're bored. The machine's running. There's nothing to do. So you're yeah. sitting there, and I'm writing song. I write it out. And I take you to Nashville. And this guy, uh, his name was Larry Beard, um, took the music. He said, oh, what do you want? Is it something like this? He sat down. Five minutes, he's playing. I was like, yeah. I said, okay. He said, well, can you hang out? We'll play it. I was like, no, I've got to go. I've got to go do uh, some kind of award stuff I was doing yeah. in Nashville. He said, okay, we'll play it. You come back uh, this so-and-so time and then sing on it. I said, okay, great, perfect. Easiest studio time I ever had in my life. Yeah. Get there, and I play it. He plays it for me, and I sing the words, so I'm practicing all night, you know, in the in the back. And then I couldn't, but I couldn't play. That was that was the first time I ever wrote a story without music. Yeah. The second one was um, 
I don't even remember the song anymore because it probably sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but that one it was so funny because the song itself was sad, a sad song yeah. that he took upbeat and made it 120 oh, beats cool. in Nashville. And it's a song about cancer and a lady dying of cancer, but it, it sounds uppity. Yeah. He put it like in a, again, one of those signature times. He made it country, like a 90s style. And I was like, oh, that sounds really good. The words and the music don't match, but it sounds good. <laughs> That's so, cool. you want to play us another song? Yeah. I can play you um, Full of Words, actually. Okay. And is this the one you said was just trying to get everything out of your head? Yeah. Well, actually, it's funny. I had this guy come up to me. I don't remember if it was at Undiscovered or if it was at a gig. Uh, but he looked at me and he was like, man, you're just young, naive, and full of words, aren't you? <laughs> and my dad was like, a song, that's a song. I was like, you're right, it sounds like a song. So I literally took the, the first part of it and the chords I had to Tyler and we kind of wrote this together. And thanks, Jackass, that's what you probably told him, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he meant it like that, but... People, it's, people tell you to give you advice all the time that, you know, they can't play a lick or they don't know what the hell they're talking about, yeah. but they want to give you advice. We did a song for uh, Tennessee Whiskey when we play it out. Yeah. We recorded it, and uh, Alan put it on Facebook, and everybody loved it. One person said, oh, that's a George Jones song, not Chris Stapleton. And the redneck in me wanted to come out. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a David Allen Coe song that George Jones did after that Chris Stapleton made famous now. Yeah. But my wife says, no, leave it alone. Stay off the internet. Don't even look at yeah, it. Yeah, I tend to, like, ignore that kind of stuff. I'm <sighs> like, thank you so much for your advice, and then I just kind of, like on because you know people are just trying to help they they don't know they gotta know when they're jackasses i'm sorry you you gotta know <laughs> you just gotta know when you are at that point it's just kindness kill them with kindness oh i'd rather beat them with a stick <laughs> all right take it away it's called tell me again because we got sidetracked full my brain of words full of words yeah i got jackass in my head so i know it's not bad you're good in the breeze will I hear my melody 
Got a lot of soul. Thank you. Got like a uh, Nor Jones kind of Joss Stone kind of sound. That's funny because I actually um, a few other. I have a lot of inspirations because I've mm. listened to a lot of music growing up. Um, but Amy Winehouse and Nora Jones are like my girls. I can hear I the Nora Jones. I can hear that. I mean, Amy Winehouse was just a beast anyway. That's, oh my god, insane. <laughs> I know. I know people get offend, kind of offended when you compare them, but you know, you kind of want to f- hear what kind of lane they want to go into. Yeah. And that's that's the kind of sound you have. You know, it's kind of that '90s songwriter female vibe. I love vibe. it. And it's great. I know uh, there's a lady Lenny that that does a hosting of the the songwriter session. She usually hosts it. You'll yeah. see her up there. Uh, her one of her favorite people is Lisa Loeb. Really? Yeah. I love Lisa Loeb. There is a. Um, and I, I've tried to get it. Have you ever heard of Concert Window? Concert Window, no. It's a online streaming service, and it's, it's actually closing, but they got a name called Stage It. But it's mm-hmm. one of those things where, like, if you do a concert, because it's kind of where it's going, is everybody wants to do concert at house concerts yeah. or, or whatever. I did that benefit concert here, and I streamed it on Concert Window. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but Lisa Loeb did some stuff on that, too. But oh, she did cool. it on Stage It, which is why I might have to move all my stuff. Because I want to do... Um, Concerts like do you play gigs? You got gigs where you're getting paid gigs, or you're yeah. still not a okay. This is my job now. Good. Yeah. That's good. If you it's, make money out of what one love, it's great. So, but I do like here. We went to the concert. We did benefit concert at the outside by the pool, oh, and cool. I drain. I'm gonna drain the pool, and I'm gonna have a concert inside of the pool. Oh, that's so cool. Like the '90s, old '90s style. Yeah. I'm, I'm building a stage, and I'm gonna put the the camera inside on the top step. And then I'd be more happy to have you come out and play with yeah, me and get it going. Yeah, of course. And I'll do my band and like another band. And what it is, it's, it's a uh, digital concert that you can just watch on your computer. Oh, that's awesome. So you don't even have to get out of your house. And you can charge like five bucks, whatever, and mm-hmm. then you split the cost to whatever, whatever we get in, split it with everybody. But it's a way to get people to come see you 
Because I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to get people to come out. Yeah, that's why I do Facebook Lives. Um, I found that when I go on Facebook Live during my gigs, um, mm -hmm. I get like a lot of viewers just through that. Yeah. So. I've tried it. Again, I said, but the internet here sucks so bad. Yeah. It's horrible. Dude. I, mean, I get maybe 10 if I'm lucky, but where I'm at now, I don't get anything. Mm -hmm. And then when I do it at my mom's back, the back cause like I said, it's all family owned land. Yeah. I don't get anything from hers either. Really? Hers is worse than mine. And I was like, oh. so when I did that, I put it up to the concert and it worked and the audio is great because it runs, I run it straight into the board, straight into the computer. And yeah. It's fine. There's no glitch in there. But when I did the video part, it would kind of pause. It would hesitate. You know, but you couldn't tell because it was so far away from the camera that they, it just like they were playing. So they had um, Brie Fox, which I don't even know her. Yeah, I just she, recently found her. She is awesome. She's an, uh, incredible. She is. I told her she reminded me so much of the Janis Joplin. Yes. Just her, just her presence and her sound. Her she goes, really? I'm like, everybody loves it. And they even wanted her to do Janis Joplin when she was up there. Yeah. I was like, you just you have it, Brie. I mean, I met her at, you're looking for more places to play. Um, an open mic in uh, Marietta, mm -hmm. um, Jimmy Max. Uh, Jimmy Max, I haven't heard of that one it's yet. It's right off of, do you know where it is, Dad? Oh, uh, no, that's Nick's. There's a forest that runs it. That's uh, Nick's it place there. that you're thinking of. Yeah, if, um, this one is run by Forest Violet. Okay. He runs, the him and his wife run, run the sound. He plays there, but they do it every, I think it's every Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. They play. Uh, and you get to go like 30 minutes or whatever. He'll let you That's play. Cool. So it's, I like those gigs better than like the two play in and you got to move. Yeah. But I know Mad Life does that because it's kind of what they do. But you get to play that 30 minute sets. That's um, awesome. You can bring whatever you want, drummer, whatever. They set it right in the middle of the floor and you play. Oh, cool. But they have that one. Um, and it's a Marietta off of uh, Canton Road by Blackwell. It's right in that area. It's called Jimmy Max. Okay. Um, I'll have to look that's why I first met Bree. Really? She was playing there. Uh, and that's how I got her to come here. And then the other one, there's one in Alpharetta. Uh, a guy named Ken Hess runs it. It's a Adobo, Adobo Tequila Bar. And again, it's another like a 30 minute set. You play whatever, and you're sitting inside of the restaurant, playing for people. Yeah. Uh, nice weather. He'll take you outside on the patio and you'll play. So that's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of other places too for you. To Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, no problem. Like, I, this is why I do this. I like to help people. I mean, I'm, I'm a songwriter, too. I've been playing and writing for a very long time, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not about, again, it's a small community. It's about helping other people. Like you said, you want to help people. Yeah. Me, too. I mean, if somebody can listen to this and help you get started, then that's great. You know, that helps everybody. And this community, you're running the same people over and over. Mm -hmm. Like Cody, yeah, I've been Cody, and I'm yeah. there's like Cody's circles. Awesome. Like, there's like three or four circles just around. Like Cody Bowden's in one with Greg, and um, David does some, and then Chip McGuire has his, where he runs and he does a lot in Marietta. Um, if you ever been to there, he has the the two taps birdhouse that he plays in Marietta, which <laughs> we were playing there, and I brought the whole band. Really? And now there's no full bands allowed anymore. Oh well. <laughs> Damn middle-aged men. Oh, and then. No. Uh, <laughs> And then he also he's doing one on Sundays where the full band is welcome. Oh, and cool. I, in Kennesaw. I think it's Keegan's. He's been asking me to I've go do it. You know where Keegan's is? Yeah. I've never been there. I haven't either, but I've heard of it. I heard it's a really nice place. He does that every Sunday. I think it's every Sunday or every other Sunday. I know he wants he asked us to come play. Um, and then I'm going to bring my – I got another guy that's going to play slide guitar with me. He's coming in oh, cool. to do that. But there's that one. Um, there's a lady named Amy Epperly. Uh, I think Robert's one told me to look for. She usually will post everyday gigs, open mm -hmm. mics and gigs and stuff. That if you oh want to play. nice yeah, so it helps. I mean, she misses some because she's in a band too. She plays bass for a band, but um, yeah, that's a good place to start. Honestly, the gigs pay my bills right now, so anything I can get helps. <laughs> well, good. 
you can pay your uh, bills and then you're making a living. I mean, not, everybody's idea is to make more, you know. Yeah. But like, okay, give advice for people. How do you find your gigs? Because there's a lot of people ask that question. Um, you know, when I first started out, I was just playing at Mad Life. Mad Life kind of like raised me as an artist. Okay. Um, I was there as a food runner and then I did the Undiscovered one night and they were like, you need to play on the patio. And then that just kind of spiraled into me playing there every week now. Okay. Um, but honestly, like if you're like a young songwriter trying to find more gigs or you're just like starting out and you're trying to find gigs, I would go to open mics. Yeah. I've gone to like Connect Live. I used to go down to um, The Grub in Roswell with, uh, I don't know if you, Derek hosts that one. I don't know. Um, I met a lot of people through there. I'm just meeting people. Kurt uh, Wheeler helped me a lot I when I first started. Um, yeah, literally Connections is how I get all of my gigs. Because, I mean, I, I email people constantly every day, but... Mm -hmm. I'm sure they get a million emails. It's like better when you go in and you're like, hi, you know, it's nice to meet you. I heard of this place from so-and-so. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've been trying to do that across the street. Big Door Vineyard just right across the oh, street. Oh, I've heard so much about Big Door Vineyard. If you, when you guys turned on Orion, if you took a left, Big Door's right there. Really? I could I could walk over it, which is good because my wife and her friends drink wine. I don't. <laughs> so we can play a gig and they can drink all they want. We just walk on. That's cool. But that's the place over there that I've heard. I'm trying to get over there as well, too. And I actually thought about taking this podcast to them and talk about uh, oh, that'd be cool. doing some of the, the guests as well. and doing Because you mentioned live, and it got me thinking. Mm -hmm. Because you said live. I was like, no, it's not a live podcast. But maybe I should do a live podcast every now you and then. I feel like it'd be kind of cool. I'd have to do some better internet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but if you did it somewhere, like, like you were talking about, like Big Door, if they've got... Mm -hmm. A good internet source. Yeah, if that and that and the, and the sound is one thing because I know Greg does his at the um, Hoganell, which I went to a couple Sundays ago and did it. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think I'm gonna be out there for that. It's too. fun. It's it's a fun place to do it, but again, it's a restaurant. It's crowded. It's loud. Yeah. So it's like okay, well, I want to get something where sound. And I said I could fix that by getting like lapel mics. Mm -hmm. I thought about getting lapel mics for people. Oh, like that's that. cool. And then I was like, okay, well, if I get into Big Door doing that, I'm gonna do it because the that little. way it's directly on them. And I don't have to worry about You're the not wires. Up, and, like dishes clanking in the background and people. Yep. Here yelling. you can hear the, the bugs and the. This is a good sound the, the though. Trucks. I like outdoors. <laughs> you hear a little bit, but that mic picks up everything. Really? So the little like fly that flew past. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every time you, every time I move my foot, I hear it's like, I was like, oh man. I know. I was tapping my foot while I was playing, and I was like, oh, don't do that. Hey, you, you kept the rhythm. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's when you're me and you're like offbeat. You know, I was like. Dun. Sometimes that happens though. I'll be at my gigs, and I, when I get into it, like I. It's it's like a tick, but I like move my leg while I'm playing. Uh -huh. Like my whole body gets into it. Oh yeah. And sometimes it's bad though, cause I'll get off rhythm with my <laughs> foot, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> two different things going on right now. <laughs> well, that means you have a good song if you're off rhythm, you know, and you're and you're lost into it. Because I found myself a couple times getting lost. Now with Alan playing, I'm just, I'm just jamming and listening yeah. and singing, and then before I realize it, he's like, Jesse, it's time to stop. See, <laughs> I, I jinxed it. We do target practice. Right? I bet you don't think I shot her. She's still alive. <laughs> Where's Amanda? <laughs> That's funny though. So what? Okay. Uh, <laughs> see, I like it here. This this area, and I told everybody when I do this, I, I like being outside. Yeah, to me too. It. When it gets colder, eh, I may have a hard time getting somebody to come up here when it's really cold. But I'm gonna build a uh, studio in my garage that has this stuff too. So when it gets cold, I'll have to heat things cool. to make it a little bit easier for everybody but i wanted to get people up here and when i first started i was worried about they're coming out here to the middle of nowhere they're gonna have a hard time finding it first of all it was actually pretty easy for me because well i live um my parents live in woodstock but i live over in canton okay so like i'm maybe like 
18 minutes from here. Yeah, it's not. I'm right in the middle of Corrieville and Canton, so I get a lot of people that from the Bartow side too. I'll interview yeah. them. Like Kurt, I was playing at the local, which is another place to play if you had the local. Uh, they have uh, Daniel Living does some there too. Uh, I think on Mondays. Cool. And then I think um, there's some uh, Ray Clay Rhythms, which is like uh, Haley Fletcher and uh, J. Ron uh, Weaver. Mm-hmm. They do like every other Tuesday. And it's a, um, again, 30 minutes. You sit there side by side. You play a song. They play a song. You play a song. I love that. Yeah. And they, they do like six songwriters, five or six songwriters each time. And then you just do stories. Like Kurt was there the last time I was playing. And then there's a guy that uh, I came up here. He came up and recorded. His name was Blake Pettis. Mm-hmm. He was on there when I played. Me and him played at the same time. So there's a lot of places to play. We go back to the telling everybody to do open mics and gigs. I still do open mics. I still like doing I that I love stuff. them. You meet new people every time. Yeah, because as far as like me, for, for me gigging, it's hard because I can't get my, my bandmates to come out every time. Yeah. It's like, come on. Nobody even wants to pay, hear me <laughs> sing for two hours when hey, I'm loud and growly. Hey, you were good when you were over at um, Dixie Tavern. Oh, thank you. But you only had to hear me 30 minutes. <laughs> See, they're shooting at me. <laughs> they were, I do a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Comes in threes. <laughs> right. What the hell are they shooting? Oh, maybe one more time. This is the third time, so maybe it'll right. stop. Oh, wait. Oh, it's like Fourth of July back here. I'm glad I could edit some of this stuff right? out. Right. <laughs> maybe live. <laughs> right. So great. That's but that's another reason, yeah. So that's why I did the um, when I do that. Nobody wants to hear me for, for three hours singing that way because it's just the way I sing. You know, when I first started, I didn't have a voice that I find I was just singing my songs and you know and again I'm off time and I'm probably off pitch half the time and this way when I did the that voice because I got to control it that way because mm-hmm. it's not naturally I mean I'm not really talking like this you know I'd be like <laughs> slingly but I had to do I had to control it so it keeps me closer to the pitch and then if I miss it because it sounds like I'm invested in the song yeah don't know I'm off pitch see and that's the thing with me because like I'm not always perfect with anything especially when I really get into it Mm -hmm. because I'm like where am I in the song right now where did I just enter (laughs) and I've learned to just kind of like let it be what it is because I'm not going to be perfect you know I'm it's it's my music and it's it's not complete it's not a studio you know especially with live recordings um like with the undiscovered thing that Mm -hmm. I just did at mad life um I listened to the recording afterwards and it wasn't live it was like their studio recording version and I was like oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> but I still posted it because I was like, you you have to post everything. It's a yeah. journey. And, you know, I don't have a vocal coach right now and I don't have a guitar teacher. So I'm not going to be perfect. You don't need to be. You play, if you play every time and you can play a lot, that's going to be your coach and your teacher right there. I took like one or two voice lessons and they had me doing weird shit. It was like they want me to howl and do all oh, this yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, but it works. I guess. I just rather drink and play. <laughs> I went to Reinhardt for like a semester um, and I got professional vocal coaching and I actually tried to learn how to play classical guitar for a semester mm-hmm. and I was doing like opera wow. type music and I'm like classically like I can sing like that now mm-hmm. but it's a lot different with contemporary music. Have you ever tried to incorporate into a new song? Um, I haven't you know I thought about taking the queen route but I haven't gotten there yet. Um, I want to I wanna hear it when you do. I want to okay. hear you do it. I'll do it just for you. I'll write one song. Yes. Yodel in the tooth then. <laughs> I do not know how to yodel. <laughs> I got to find somebody who knows how to yodel. I want a yodeler on here. I feel like if I practice, maybe it could come out. Yes. Because I'm from Georgia, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's got to be in there somewhere. It better be. <laughs> I say y'all. Like, it's there somewhere. I want to... See, when I do my, my studio, my uh, producers, I got musical Tourette. 
because yeah. I will put the weirdest stuff into the song. French horn, too, but I don't care. I it, love that, though. Like, I know. If, it's, if it sounds right, it sounds right. Like, when we're done, I'll let you hear a song that I'm, I wrote. I got trumpets in it. Oh, I, see, I want trumpets on, like, two of my songs on this yes. album that I'm trying to make. But Thank you. I don't know. It's when you don't have limited studio time, you can't just keep adding like yes, a, an wanna... orchestra and like yeah, a horn section. <laughs> get it what get what you can, and then one if you day. have any, any, any free minutes, like okay, well, let's put a tube in here while we're, while we're thinking. About yeah, it. Right. but I would put like French horn and all that stuff, and I just I just love that kind of that kind of sound. It's amazing. You know? It's like the full. It reminds me of like when we used to listen to um, blue, a lot of blues music. I grew up with a lot of blues music. Yes. You listen to like. Ray Charles and Stevie Ray Vaughan and like all these different artists that have the horn section and like I always want the horn section I can always hear it. I went to uh, Nashville as a, a bar, BB King's bar in Nashville. Yes, I've been there. They had a, I guess, a house band. Amazing. Did you hear that house band? Yes. It's like a fifteen-piece band, it but is. they are awesome. Incredible. I, that's like one of my goals in life is to play there one day. Yep. I didn't play there, but I got drunk there. <laughs> that's about as close as I'm going to get to it. <laughs> One day. So tell everybody where they can find you, Adam. Um, on social media? Anywhere. I've got a Facebook, an Instagram, a Twitter, and they're all at the Amanda Rourke. I changed them recently so they all match. Mm-hmm. And then um, I have a website. Uh, my website link is on all my pages. Okay. Um, it's a Wix site, and the end tag is the Amanda Rourke. Um, my email is <laughs> amrourke886 at gmail.com if you guys want to email me. I take suggestions for songs okay. some of my gigs did you have like i was trying to figure it out i've just seen notice like the messenger for facebook yeah it's a band page isn't working right mine isn't anyway mine isn't either because it doesn't notify me and i've got my notifications on but i'll go in there at the end of the week and i'm like i did not respond to these and i've got like five in here but i don't know if it's because it's the business like i, I can get it from my personal one yeah easy. exactly they come up immediately they, they mess they mess something up though with the because of the bluebird or the bluebird blue georgia songbirds <laughs> and my yes man page i have a hard time getting any of the the messages like if i dig for it and it's oh yeah it's there and then i was like okay i, I click on it and it takes me to the thing says messenger you got to install it which is already installed yeah and then it takes me to my personal one so i got to figure technology's out. fun <sighs> I'm 22, and I still don't understand half the stuff I'm using. I still write stuff down on paper all the time because mm. I don't trust my phone. Yes. I've, I did learn to use my phone for, like, recording it because if I don't record my songs, yeah. I forget. Me too. Yeah, I had to learn that the hard way. Oh, I wrote a great song one day, and it was really great lyrics. <laughs> and then I got done playing it for, like, an hour, and I was like, I'm going to go take a nap. And forget And it. I woke up, and it was gone. I had a dream. A song. I had a dream that Rihanna liked one of my songs. Really? I was at a concert, <laughs> and she was like, oh, you guys did a great, great song. And in the dream, we just got off the stage playing it. So I, it was still in my head. So I woke up, I'm like, yes, damn it, I've lost it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gone. I guess That's I'm what always Morrison. happens. See, in my dreams, though, it's really bad, because I'll get up on stage, and I'll be like performing in front of thousands of people, mm-hmm. and I'll forget how to play guitar. Right. Like, those are my dreams when I'm performing. <laughs> I think that's poor, more of my nightmares is like when I wake up. It actually happens. I'm playing. I'm on the stage. It's like, what chord am I going right? to? Right? Yeah. And you're like, I know this song. <laughs> People think that you write your own songs. You should remember every lick. But it's not because you're thinking of the song. You're thinking of the next lyrics. You're thinking of the chord yeah. progression. You're watching these guys. If they're paying attention, they're drinking. Then people are paying attention. And then it's a lot to, to process. It and is. Like I said, my brain goes one way or my mouth goes another. So I'm sitting there playing. And it's, I'm not playing, I'm singing the wrong verse and I'm playing the chorus. I'm like, 
and they don't know it unless you say something. So it's like, okay, I got to keep going until I can fix it. I, I do that a lot and not a lot. Like I, <laughs> it sounds bad. I mess up a lot. Um, but you'll hear it in my videos. You can look for it. Mm -hmm. If you ever hear me go, <laughs> it's because I messed up. And it's this like nervous tick that I have where uh -huh. I just laugh at myself. And nobody under nobody like sees it ever or hears it in the crowd because mm. it's like it's not anything that was major, but it's funny because yeah. my mom pointed it out to me one day. She was like, "You always laugh when you're nervous." I'm like, "Yep, there it is." I don't know what my take is. I'm sure I have one. My wife would tell me. I'd probably drink. <laughs> I, <don't know> <laughs> <what it is. laughs> I did a um, thing in Nashville. You played in Nashville at all? Have you been up there? Um, I When I recorded for my senior project, I went up there and I went to the Songbird uh, Cafe and I actually got to watch one of their songwriters um, evenings where they had people who wrote all these different country songs okay. from like the 90s gotcha. come in and play them. Um, and I recorded there, but I've never played anywhere there's a couple that you can actually play if you want to play that they'll let anybody in um, oh really like the commodore they have the, the commodore. commodore hotel uh it was holiday inn you can, commodore is a, is a restaurant that's but cool you have to get like a six and listen to the ones that they schedule and then they'll let you play and you get like two songs um and then there's a guy named russ uh, russ i'm sorry i'm gonna say your name wrong the last <laughs> name i know i am uh lacrosse lacrasse i don't remember um he's actually the first first songwriter um, contest I ever won was in Nashville. Like oh, I'm playing all so these cool. undiscovered and everywhere else and nothing. I go to I go to Nashville and I win. It's like yes, I'm staying in Nashville. But uh, he does he hosts um, some too. And then uh, Will Dakota does Will Dakota and Friends. Um, and again in Nashville and again they let you play sets. Like in most Nashville, it's one and done. You get a song and you're done. It's a long way to go for one and done. Yeah. But there's a few places up there too, and that's where if you want to get the right people to hear it. I mean. Mm -hmm. Quit shooting my ideas down, people. <laughs> I think it's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're over there. <laughs> no, it'd be, and on the back side, you know, they, that's, that's my family over there. I don't know who that is. But, again, that's, a, doing it. that's why I don't do it live. But I said I can be in there. But I'll leave it just for funny. And I'll see. You're right. Record it there. <laughs> I forgot where I was going. But uh, you play there. Um, like this one and done. There's a thing called Nashville Rising Song yeah. that they do a contest for. Um, and then they have the like, actual judges from the industry there. You, you, if oh, you go and cool. play it, it's called Nashville Rising Song. Um, the guy's name is, um, again, names. I think it's Keith. But if you just look Nashville Rising Song, you'll see it. Uh, I do recommend if you do that one to, they have where you can pay $25 for your spot or you can go up there and not pay and just take the luck of yeah. it because they do like 21 artists is what they'll play for the night. And then if you win, they'll let you play some more. Or if you get chosen, so they pick three people. Yeah. Um, but I would pay because it's a long way to go to not unless you're just hanging out there and you want to try it. I mean, but, yeah, we may have to take a road trip up there. I was thinking about it because I've always wanted to just kind of go up to Nashville and at least hear everyone. They have a um, they host actually the one they host it's, it's called um, it's Pitch to Pro, but it's I think it's Song SongTuner.com is one of the sponsors that they do. Mm -hmm. And basically what they are, they're professional pluggers. They're song pluggers. So they have, like, uh, ends with different people through Nashville. Oh, cool. So if you want to take one of your songs, just kind of see how it, how it stacks up, give it give it an idea. You can always do it. It's like 30 35 bucks. You pay them. And then they either, if they like it, they'll sign you to, like, a one-song deal or whatever, and then they'll push you to movies or whoever they're looking for at the time. They'll tell you. You look at the website, they'll tell you what they're looking for. And you can do that. I know uh, I've done it a couple times, and... One song I did was my one of my new ones I'm doing on the album uh, called Darling. 
Yeah. And it's Alan singing it, and it's kind of like an old throwback to the 60s R&B yeah. kind of stand, sound. And, uh, I love that. They go, oh, good song, but it's, it's kind of outdated. I'm like, yes, outdated. that's what I wanted that's to get. That's the point, yeah. Because <laughs> they wanted a song about a prom, a, dance, a love song with a prom. I was like, that's perfect. I don't know what era you're setting it in, but, you know, it's not Katy yeah. Perry for sure. So <laughs> Throw it in. Throw it in. But I had a good time. That's cool. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, that's it's do those. And um, are you part of any, like, um, I'll say PROs because you don't have to get those yet until you actually start making money off your songs. Mm-hmm. But like um, songwriting groups like uh, NSAI or AI and GMIA, there's different ones. Um, not yet. I literally just started in January. Okay. Um, so I have like BMI, ASCAP, stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't have anything else. Yeah, I'm those right. you can actually wait off um, because those. Oh, you can? You can because um, like. Keith was telling me, like with CSAC, he said, don't get a PRO yet, because that's what they're the performance royalty. Okay. Or something like that, how it stands for. Uh, but it's BMI, ASCAP, CSAC. Mm-hmm. He says, wait until, because I said the song's on hold. He said, once it's picked up, then he can get me on with CSAC, because that's the invitation only. But you don't have to join those yet, and most people tell you to wait, because you don't get paid until you start making money off of it. And yeah. I mean, you, it costs money to set that stuff up. That's true. So it's it's better to wait. You know, because if you're doing stuff online, it's already time-stamped mm-hmm. anyway if you're worried about your stuff getting taken. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was always so worried when I first started because I was like... Until you get like a contract or if somebody wants it for a movie, then definitely set yeah. it up on a PRO. But you can wait off on those. You know, you don't have to jump in them right away. Because I was the same way. I was trying to figure out how to copyright everything. I know. And, I'm like, oh my God, someone's going to... S- I mean, like, that sounds really like full of myself. Like, someone's going to steal all my great music right. <laughs> when I was like 14 or 15, but... Everybody does it. I had the same thing. I was like, oh, they're going to steal it. So maybe they should steal it so I can get some kind of attention <laughs> Yeah, <to> right? <laughs> Someone will hear it. <laughs> so uh, That's good to know, though. We'll let you do one more song. I know we've been going for a while, and I've had a good time. I'm, yeah, it's No rush fun. or anything, but I know some people have to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's let true. Let me get this one I'll record live for you. I mean, okay. We'll still do it on the, on the podcast as well, too. And then... So we'll, do, we'll do it live. I'll get the Facebook stuff here going. So this one was one of the first ones um, that I started writing when I went into this genre that I guess I'm classified in now. I finally found my sound. Okay. Um, it's called Strength. Strength. Okay. Yeah. You see, Russ Cast. That's the guy. He's Russell on the top Cass. page of my Facebook. Awesome. Cool. So sorry, Russ, if I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> Let me pull up a live feed on the songbirds. And with my horrible internet, turn off my Wi-Fi. Put my glasses down. I always wear my glasses on my head. I should wear them more so I can, like, actually not have migraines. Do you get migraines with glasses? Yeah, I have a focusing problem where when I look, like, down at my guitar and then back up, it takes, like, 30 seconds for it to focus properly. So I should wear them more often, but they're annoying. (laughs) I have a focusing problem, but I don't get migraines. I just don't focus very well. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll go live. I'll, uh, I'll introduce you, and then you just anything you want to say to him, be my guest. Should I introduce myself? Oh, yeah, we got a few gigs coming up I might mention if yeah. that's cool. That's, oh, I'll hear anything you want. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention you that. You got to mention that stuff. I'm sorry. It's, it's, no, it's, it's funny. Every time I do these interviews, they always tell me the great stuff afterwards. Like, come on, now, what are you doing? I know, I forget every time. Like Hunter Blaylock, he's on there. Uh, you won't hear it on the uh, actual podcast that comes out Friday. Yeah. He actually opened up for Confederate Railroad. Oh, that's crazy. And I'm like, Hunter, he didn't why didn't mention you that. Tell me that? <laughs> so, Yo, okay, before like I let you go do. live, I got to ask, ask everybody the same question. Okay. Do you have a hidden talent? If it is, what is it? A hidden talent. Um,. Oh, um, I'm an artist, actually, not okay. just musician. Um, I used to do, like, tattoo designs for people. Really? I paint a lot. Okay. Just, like, basic art stuff. No regrets, right? What? No regrets. No regrets? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I spell it right, though. <laughs> but, yeah, I do a lot of art. I've been drawing and singing since I was a kid. Oh, yeah, I draw all my tattoos, too. Oh, you did all those? Yeah, the flowers and stuff oh. like that. My uh, cousin. He did that one. And then... um. He was learning to do it, so I, f I figured, okay, he can write words. It's not going to mess up. Yeah. And then he did one on my back that he did mess up. <laughs> Four hours of me sitting in the chair. I was like, he said, oh, I'm not done. I'm like, you're done. I'm done. I'm not sitting like, here anymore. like, I need anymore. to get up, yeah. So I told him, I said, you know what, I'm going to just change that into a, uh, there we go. I told him we're going to uh, get a, like a big family tree put on the back of it. Yeah. And then make like uh, the trunk. Go down my spine, be like the landers for the last name. Yeah. And then a branch would be the kid's name. That's cool. And then when I graduate college, I'll put like a Christmas decoration ornament from their college. Oh, that's cool. All right. Welcome, everybody. We just got through recording here with Miss Amanda Rourke. I said yeah. it right. Yeah. Not Rourke. <laughs> uh, she's going to play a little bit for us. So, Amanda. Hey, it flipped. Take it Did away. Did it work? All right. Hey, guys. My name's Amanda Rourke, and this song's called Strength. Now I find strength in me. Now I find strength in me. Oh. 
Everybody where they can find you. Strength, and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Amanda Rourke. I got a website up there. And uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> no problem. And you said something about Eddie's Attic. Yeah, um, I won Eddie's Attic. Um, their songwriters thing they had going on a couple months ago. So in November I'll be playing up there again. Um, I'm going to do the Red Clay Foundry's songwriter session this Sunday. Okay. I'll be on at six thirty. Six thirty. I've been there a couple times. I like going up there. It's, it's nice. fun. I get to meet Eddie. I'm really excited. You have you been there before? No. Okay. Well, no. Actually, we went there to see Tyler Jarvis last week. Okay. So. Is it to everybody again where they can find you at? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the Amanda Rourke is the tag for that. Um, I've got a website up on. Uh, I'm on YouTube. I got a few videos up from that as well. Um, but yeah, check me out. It's it's funny because I do, I do a video. It's, it, you're sitting there playing. It's great. Then you get that camera on. He's like, "Damn, I right? know. Why are you looking? I got a face for radio. I don't want to be sitting here to play and look." Yeah, I have a problem with like looking at my guitar and looking, closing my eyes when I'm singing. But it's not even a I'm embarrassed or I'm nervous. It's just a like getting into it, I guess, mm -hmm. a little too much. It's like a habit. You yeah, know, you're getting someone. They tell you you're supposed to look and connect with people, but sometimes yeah. you can connect by your. your well, sometimes stuff. I'm connecting and then I forget that I'm playing and connecting, and then something right. goes wrong, and I'm like, whoop, but there we are. <laughs> so. Well, I'm glad we had a good time. It was fun. It was fun. And I said, thanks, Dad, for bringing her out here. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Thank you for inviting me. My no biggest problem. fan over here. Yeah, very good. Wow. <laughs> my dad didn't want me playing. Really? No, I didn't, my dad didn't care about that stuff. My mom's like, whatever. My my biggest fan is uh, my wife and uh, my kids. They like they like to play. That's awesome. And then, like I said, when I, I was, the first time I went to Nashville, took my son, my oldest son, Wyatt, he went with me, he's 22. Yeah. He, uh, he's dancing in the studio and having a good old time. <laughs> and then uh, the kids got to go to After Dark Studios, where I go now. Uh, Donnie Hammond, shout out to him. He does a great job. Uh, they've been there a couple of times. That's cool. So that's good. But yeah, my parents come to everything. It's awesome. Good. That's good. You can get them out because I have a hard time getting anybody to come out. <laughs> I'm at yeah. that age where, you know, they don't care, whatever. They stay home. <laughs> See, you'd think it'd be different for, for me, but I still have that... That going on now. It's like family mostly that comes out to see me. Yeah. But for big events, people come out. Yeah. And you, like I said, you, you've won, uh, you've won two now. You've won the yes. Mad Life and you won Eddie's. So I'm going for Red Clay now. You're going for Red Clay. And you said you've played there before or no? I've never played at Red Clay before. It's, I like Red Clay. It's probably one of my favorite venues. I mean, I like the Oak really? House. It's really, the Oak House is great. I'm playing there on September 14th. That's right. Can I tell everybody, I will be there recording. Uh, but you've already had you've had the better recording because you get longer. I get time there. Oh really? Somewhat because they get they're they're like two hours or three hours, whatever their window is. Like, yeah. I have to get there at five to set up, and then they go on stage. They do you got to do your sound check and everything. Mm -hmm. So I know Deborah Lynn's playing. Yes, um, Chloe Litton is playing too. Chloe, she's up up and coming. Too. I've had her on this podcast before. She's, she's amazing. Really good. I haven't heard hers yet. I'll have to go listen to that. She's on there. She is actually the one. Um, I did hers again. She was. Um, it was open mic when she came in there. I had her do it. Cool. Uh, I told her to come on again because she did her album just came out. Oh my god, it's so good. It is. It's she really good. she was talking about it because she has like more views from other countries right now. Like, isn't that strange how that works? But that's awesome. Like, especially because she's more like uh, like a southern mm -hmm. type sound to it. So it's like it's crazy that other countries listen to yes. country music. I never think that. Donnie Donnie Hammonds. He told me he's gonna help me set up with like a radio thing when we get done and. um he gets played in Germany. Oh, He's really? like number one in Germany. And I'm like, really? I was like, 
my wife is from Germany. I always tease her about, you know, loving David Hasselhoff. That's, <laughs> that's what I tease her about. But there, it is funny because I mean, you don't think about it when you're writing music. You're just writing for yourself. Yeah, and exactly. You want people to hear it. But you don't think somebody across the world is listening to it and connecting to it. That's good, though, because then you it can is. do world tours. Yeah. Chloe, I just got to get out of tour. Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> right, Chloe? <laughs> so uh, I've, I've recorded her. And Deborah, like I said, she was the first one I ever recorded. She's awesome. She is. I'm so excited. There's going to be so many talented women there. Yes. It's a uh, night of ladies. Night of ladies. I, was, I tried to get on it and then Keith, uh, not Keith, but David said, yeah, we on And he's, oh, man, I can't. It's all women. Yeah, he night. told me about that. I was like, oh, oh well. <laughs> I like David. He's cool. I met him at Reformation's open mic that the, he he hosts occasionally. I think it's every fourth Sunday. Uh, I think so too, because he's got one in Canton and he's got one in Woodstock. Mm-hmm. And yes, man is playing at both. Um, twenty, I think the twenty fifth, whichever day he's doing that one, and then like the sixth. I think the, the end cool. is Woodstock and the beginning is Canton. Yeah, I don't, I don't Canton know. Reformation's nice. I've never like been it. to that one. It's nice. It's big. They're about to open up all that, the whole mall space behind it. They're turning those mills into something. Okay. So it's going to be like a whole scene, kind of like downtown Woodstock, I think. Is it down there by like the lofts, the Canton lofts? Yeah, if you're going down towards, um, if you're going down from downtown Canton, down the hill mm-hmm. on the left where the auto zone is. Is okay. it auto zone? Yeah, that road right there. Oh, yeah, they're opening up one there. Okay. I'm trying to get in on Rootstock and Vine. I, have, I haven't been there yet. I want to. I know Lane plays there. Yeah. Lane and, oh, Okay. Lane and I wrote a song together. Do you know Lane Denton? I know who he is. I don't know if I've met him. I, I may have. Does he does he work up there at the Oak House? Does he help them out any? Um, I don't know. He's a singer-songwriter like me. He, I know that he, he was hosting the Songwriters in the Round at Mad okay. Life, which is kind of what you were talking about earlier, where yeah. you would just go around and play songs together. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. But I don't know if he's doing anything else uh, with the Oak House. Okay. I, I, I may have met him, but I know who he is, but I, I don't know if. I know I'm good enough to you say. You got a good know song coming out. <laughs> nice. When is it coming out? I don't know when it's coming out, but. <laughs> you have a good one coming out? No, but we wanted to play it at Red Clay um, for one of the open mics that they have. Okay. So. Yeah, his is uh, you get two songs. Um, I think it's his, his work. And then if you're picked, like the judge picked, then you come back and you play a third. Yeah. And what's cool about that place is. It's got his own like little green room downstairs. So when you get there, oh, yeah. you go downstairs and you put all your stuff in these rooms. It's all fancy. It is fancy. I felt so fancy <laughs> felt out like there. A I was like, yeah, because I played there before I played Mad Life. So I'm sitting there and I play. I go in there. And I'm used to just going to like little bars, you know. Yeah, you just like chilling at the bar until you go on. And so I get there and it's like, yeah, go downstairs. I go downstairs and it's this whole other building, pretty much. I mean, it's what that's it feels amazing. like. And they got TV screens everywhere. The music is playing outside, and that's another one I want to talk to Eddie. I want to try to do um that would be really cool that would be really there's cool. so many rooms that i could pick a room and go down there yeah and he has so many people that come through there you know beginners and there's also some that never ever practice he's so supportive like mm-hmm. i i can't wait to meet him i'm very excited about that yep. you'll be deep 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 in a hole like <laughs> <to say. laughs> i better i guess i better let you guys go eat <laughs> i ate some crackers on the way here crackers prepare Right. Yeah, true. So yeah, what I'll do is I'll, I'll put it out. I'll send you everything before I do. Okay. Um, you just let me know if you have it. when the song's ready. We'll put it on. Uh, you're welcome to come back when you have the album. Yeah. And then or EP now. I guess they don't call it. I want to do an album, but I feel like I should give it time. A lot of people are telling me to take your time because it's my first one ever. Mm-hmm. To just wait till I have it all. You should. What you need to do is um, Mark talk to Mark Grunhofer too because he's he's one that's been on um, like Spotify a million streams. It's an avenue. Um, that you have 
that you can learn. But he says if what you got to do is when you put a song out, do like singles are, are easier to, to get that many streams. That's what I've been told. Uh, you want to do like a month out, and then that way put as much detail in it as you can, and then that way you'll get put on more playlist because that's where you that's where you're going to start getting streams is when you get put on playlist. Yeah. So I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how, that's how it works. And Learning new stuff. Oh yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> we need to get dad a match. Yeah, right. Too. This dadager. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. Like I said, I can I can edit some of it out. <laughs> Kyler um, is this this guy that I met through one of my friends. He makes more of like uh, like lo-fi beats type music. Okay. Um, and we we made a song together. It's kind of like a pop summer tune, just to kind of try out you know his music with my voice, and we kind of wrote it together. Okay. Um, and it's called Juniper Waves, and it's on Spotify right now. And okay. I always forget about it. But it's and is it under your name or is it under his? It's under his. It's under Kyler, and it's okay. K-Y-L-E-R, and then okay. it'll say Amanda Rook next to it. Cause nice. Because I'm kind of like, I'm just really excited, yeah. <laughs> hey, all it takes is that one person to hear it. And they, we talked earlier a bit about the, because um, you don't get a lot of money off Spotify. It's not what no. it's for. It's basically for exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, all it takes is the right person to hear it. And for songwriters now, the way you're going to make money off your songs um, is, oh, thank you. Is um, you won't get as so many cuts. It's not you make it if you cut. You get paid per album cut, mm-hmm. um, and you get paid if they play it. Of course, on the radio and they push it, then you know you're gonna get paid per play. But the streams is like point zero 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 a or fourth, whatever it is. Now it's, it's some kind of low number off of that. You got to get like really high up to make money off of yeah. it. Yeah. But if somebody can hear it, then you know you could sign a movie and you make more money. You it's put all on about the, score the connections. Movies. Yeah. And, then you'll, and you'll meet all kinds of people. I mean, like oh I said, God, just, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's funny, like we're sitting here talking, and like you got Chloe, and you got Deborah Lynn, and you got everybody that I've talked to or that I, I want to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be up there at the Oak House with you guys. I'll have my little studio set into one of the rooms wherever they put me. They put yeah. me in different rooms every time. So I have to try to figure out how to adjust the sound yeah. <laughs> different every time. So that's why you're here on some of the uh, episodes. Some of them sound really good, and some of them sound like they're in a deep room. <laughs> I can't do nothing about it. I can't yeah. adjust their sounds any more than that. Go with the flow, though. I know. You do so, your best. So, yeah, I, I, they like it. I'll do it for them. So, I mean, as long as I can make them, you can hear them. Mm-hmm. You know, then that's all that matters. Like, I did uh, a band, did, listen to the Rusted Soul one, if you hadn't heard it. Mm-hmm. That was, like, four band members and me sitting around a table. Oh, cool. Trying to, I had everybody mic'd. And then, <laughs> uh, do you know, uh, he goes, it's Fred Hadley. He goes, he goes, I think it's Grant on there, but it's. Yeah. He's, like, such a powerhouse singer but he's such a very quiet talker yeah and it's like i'm trying to turn up the game you're like going back and forth i feel like that's how it is with me sometimes too well out here see it doesn't matter because i've got you on that condenser mic which is yeah chloe's actually one of the reasons i got i had it but i put the pop filter on there um so we could have other people because i'm like really bad about popping you know yeah i'm the same so and i was like well i just started and i couldn't didn't have the stuff to afford it so i didn't she didn't have as good of a mic so i told her to come back and go over album, but Fred is such a very quiet talker. And then you get him on there singing, and he was so loud. I had, it took me, it was so hard to back him off. Of like, can you just sing the whole time? Fred, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but you're a great singer, dude. But you're you're loud, he's got a voice. He is a powerhouse singer. I was told to sing out, though. I always sang quietly, and then I went to an open mic one time, and they were like, Sing out, why are you holding back? Yeah, because a lot of people you'll be at your gig, and they'll come up and they're like, Can you turn it down just a little bit? I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so loud now. And I said, when I turn this off, I'll let you hear Alan. Um, I'm louder than he is. 
Really? And we're, we're trying to do, I'm trying to figure out harmonies. I'm, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm something whole, totally I new. I love harmonies. Well, I don't harmonize very well if I'm growling, if I'm doing my loud, I'm singing, because yeah. I'm loud, I project. So I'm trying to pull it back, but I get into the song and I can't help it. It just comes out of me, you know, that's how I'm going to sing. So I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah. So that's one more step of, of my musical career I'm trying to figure out. Like, I'm, I'm 42 years old. I'm not going to be, a, I'm not a 20-year-old anymore, 22-year-old starting out. It's never out too it. late to start, though. Oh, I mean, no. You could well, end I've up been, getting. Yeah, I've been playing for a while, and I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't have aspirations of being the next Garth Brooks. You know, yeah. I don't see that happening. But, you know, Alan, to his credit, is a great singer. I mean, he, he's a great singer. And he's he's got a voice. I, I compare it like an R&B, like the old 60s guys. That's you know, awesome. Like, like Benny King. And I love that, though. He is great. And then he's trying to play my songs. So <laughs> when I when I have to adjust some of my songs to him a little bit uh, to get it to fit his voice, and it's a completely different sound. So it took something that I wrote that was country and turned it kind of jazzy, almost bluesy, Yeah. with a country storytelling into it. So everybody asks, like, everybody asks where your music is. I think it's jazz country. Like, yours, what is your style of music? Um, I feel like it's like a, like a bluesy, like a bluesy jazz R&B style. Right. And I always ask that, but I like to watch him squirm because you ask that so, so loaded <laughs> questions. Like, I don't know. It's just me. I feel like once someone defines it for me one day on like a platform, then I'll know. I'll be like, oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> if you can branch out as many platforms as you want to, I could be elevator music. I don't care. You know, what's <laughs> weird is my voice sounds really good with country music and I grew up singing a lot of country music, but it's just not my like style anymore like mm-hmm. I'll still sing it because it's beautiful but right. oh yeah I, I play like every genre of music at my gigs mm-hmm. and honestly it's about reading the audience because I, I could play anything from like Amy Winehouse to like um, you know sitting on the dock of the bay right. to a little big town and like people it just depends on who's sitting out there so that's, a, that's some good beneficial. advice <laughs> pay attention to your audience cause yes yeah <laughs> And I learned that too. And I learned that probably late because I'm, I'm, I was stubborn. I'm doing my own song. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's sad. I'm going to play it. I'm in a bar. They don't want to hear that stuff. No. So I did a song. I wrote a song called One Night With You. And you heard it. I played it there. Yeah, that I thing. like that. And I tell everybody that it's a one night stand with a nun. Mm-hmm. Just to <laughs> just to watch their face. I had a lady spit, came out of her mouth. Oh she took a gosh. drink, went down her shirt, and she's over there choking. I'm like, I'm just teasing. I said, I'm just sending paying attention. It is a one-night stand song, but it's not about a nun. I'm not that bad of a heathen, but I do it to get their attention. You know? Yeah. Like, I couldn't do that at a coffee house or, you know, if I'm playing for my kid, you know, I, I can't play that song. No. You know, but Daddy, like, what's a one-night stand? It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't need to know about that yet. <laughs> oh, I do. I have a, it's called One Night. One Night? Mm-hmm. But she tells people, I've never had a one-night stand. I just wrote a song about it. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff with my music, too. I'll write about things that maybe I haven't experienced before but like yeah and it's it's like you don't have to songwriter. experience to write about it no nope. i'm writing for other people i wrote a song um called where are all the men and i wrote it i got the idea with i'm going in a kroger uh canton mm-hmm. uh over there by uh woodmont and there's this guy in his shorts and his sandals and he's vaping mm-hmm. and i'm just i'm like oh my god it, it just hit me it's like the first line of the song is john wayne never wore skinny jeans <laughs> And, I like and, and that. Because I, like I said, my wife says I'm so old fashioned and I'm 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 such yeah. a I just, I'm just she says I'm just too macho for my own good. I was like, well, I don't understand the way the world goes. You know, mm-hmm. I understand people they want to 
things change. You got to roll yeah. with it. And I'm, I'm old. I'm stubborn. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a, a mean person, but I am set in my ways. You know, like my son, my oldest son, Wyatt, and uh, he doesn't listen to this, so I can say whatever I want to because he, he says, <laughs> yeah. I, he says I'm, my voice will put him to sleep. But he is more sensitive than I ever was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of those things that I just didn't grow up that way. So to see that, it just it hit a song. You know? Yeah. And then I wrote another song. My kids gave me the inspiration for my my wife. She's in the military. She got mobilized. Was gone for a year. Their first year in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So she left them alone with me, <laughs> which was a big mistake for a year. Mr. Mom. Oh, I love that movie. And it that's a good movie. Really happened here at the house. <laughs> so I'm sitting there in bed. And I'm playing on a guitar because I'm because I'm trying to write a melody, to figure out words to the song. And my yeah. little girl walks in there, and the she just got her pajamas on and just came out of the dryer. But apparently, I didn't leave them in long enough. Oh no. So they're still damp. So she goes, Daddy, I don't like sleeping in wet pajamas. And so I started playing like, the song to her. And, yes. and I wrote a song, and it's called Please Come Home. And it's just basically that's telling awesome. the story of um, everything. It's funny. That's how it started with, you know, I don't like sleeping in wet pajamas. You know, and then it was uh, something about lasagna after that. You know, I don't remember the word to it now. I'll have to listen to that one. But uh, I wrote it, and <laughs> it came really fast. One of those natural songs that came out. And then everything happened onto it. And then my... Um, I played it out for the first time in uh, Red Clay. I did like a, um, what do you call it, a showcase. Yeah. And I played it. And they're telling you, they like to talk to you about it afterwards. And one lady goes, does that guy know how much of an ass he is? <laughs> and I told her, I said, well, sweetheart, I said, that song is about me. So he absolutely knows how <laughs> much of an ass he is. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Well, I'll let you guys go, Amanda. We had a good time. I'll edit this down and let you know. Thank you. And uh, everybody, that was Miss Amanda Bork. And uh, tell me everybody one more time where they can find you, Amanda. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Amanda Rourke. And I've got my websites up there. And I've also got a YouTube channel, so you can check me out, Amanda Rourke. All right. Everybody's Amanda Rourke, and uh, this is Georgia Bluebird. Thank you guys for listening.